We follow the lectionary so it doesn't let me go on, which I really want to do because it talks about the Holy Spirit. So we have to stop. It's kind of an odd place to stop, and I'm asking why would they put this division in the middle of this Trinitarian explanation that Jesus is giving. He's talking about the Father, Him, Christ, the incarnate Son, and then he talks about the Holy Spirit, but they say, no, that's next week, which is just dumb. <laughs> but there's a reason that I'm going to try to figure out. We're going to figure it out together. Um, but what's happening is that Jesus is starting to develop this Trinitarian theology with his disciples or this concept of reality. He's talking about, I am in the Father, the Father's in me. Like, you don't ever see me do anything that God hasn't instructed me and led me to do. Paul talks to people um, in his letters and he says, you guys kind of have this concept of God, but you don't know God. And then later when he's talking to the religious leaders, he says those people that kind of have a concept or an inkling of who God is, like they actually have a better clue than you who are stuck to the religious system and the law. But in both cases, Paul is saying, we all kind of know that there's something out there. We know that we just feel it in our soul, and our bones, that we're held by something, that we were created, that we're seen. But that, knowing that, what is God like, has been the question of humanity. Jesus says this, if you've seen me, then you've seen God. John, at the beginning of his gospel, says the word was made flesh. He dwelt among us later in his uh, letter to the church. He says, we touched him, we saw him, we heard him, and then we saw God, and we want you to experience this too. If you want to know what God is like, you look at the person of Christ. You look at Jesus. Look at the way he treated people. Look at the, what he did, how he handled disease, how he handled outcast, how he handled brokenness, how he handled religious systems and oppressive regimes, Right? If you want to know what God is like, you look at Jesus. We've kind of forgotten that a little bit. If you want to know how to treat people, people groups, if you want to know how to pray, how to have a spirituality, we look at Jesus. We don't go like seclude ourselves with a Christian book and, you know, be drawn into abstraction. We don't build thought theologies apart from the person of Christ through what Christ did, through his works, through how he handled people. Are you with me on that? How we embrace suffering, humility. If we want to know what God is like, we look at the person of Christ. We look at his life. So Jesus is saying this life is not something that I'm just living on my own, like as I see fit. I'm in direct connection and communion with God. As you know God to be, that concept of God, I am in direct communion with God, Father, Mother, Coverer, Holder, right? Creator, I am communion with God, I'm the Son. Later, he goes on to talk about the Holy Spirit, which we can't do today, but uh, we do know in John 17, he even, he, he, he takes this whole other stage in this. And he says, I and the Father are one by the Spirit, so I am in him and he is in me. And then them, you, us, 
by the Spirit are in Christ. And so as Jesus and the Father are one, so we are one with Christ through the Spirit and that we're one with each other. It's a whole nother stage to it. You see that the point of the gospel is unity. It's a pulling back. Everything was fragmented and set into chaos. But the point of the gospel is unity. The pulling back to one. Are you with me? He hasn't gotten there yet. Not allowed to talk about that today. He's just saying, I don't act on my own. I'm one with God. If you want to know what God is like, if you want to know how the heart of God feels towards you, towards the sick, the broken, the lost, the weak, the forgotten, the humble, widows and orphans, and look at me. Look at my life. Heart of God expressed in action. That's the logos. The action of God made flesh in the incarnation of Christ and the man Jesus. Got it? The action of God walking around on the earth. So that's what he's saying to them. And I love, I love what uh, Thomas says. Because he says, <laughs> Jesus is saying, you're going to be with me. I haven't told you how the story ends. I haven't prayed my priestly prayer that we're all one and all that stuff yet. But this, is, this I know, that you will be with me forever. And you know the way. And Philip says, no, we don't know the way. We have no idea where you're going. How did he start this? He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. His answer to the troubled heart is you've seen God through me and I have a place for you. You have a home in me. It's hard to not let your hearts be troubled. Right? Everything that we're going through in our world, war, division, we have the ability to just end civilization as we know it. What's Jesus' answer to that? It's the same answer he gave those whose hearts were troubled on the road. Remember Easter night? The two on the road, he said, he just, he was present with them. I will be present with you forever. He says that in different ways throughout his life with them. I'll always be with you. Later on next week, he says, I'll send the spirit who will always be with you. The answer of Christ to the troubling state of our world and of our souls is presence, home. That We find home in him. We start to see the reality that Jesus is working in. He hasn't prayed the prayer yet, but you'll be one with me and one with each other through the Spirit. You'll find home in community. Community is not just something that we talk about in church, you know, like, oh, community. We should build community. Isn't that cool? We could have a potluck. We could pray. We could do Kate Dumay's circle, whatever that is. <laughs> She's hating this. Community is actually, it's, it's, 
It's our effort to live into the reality that already is. We already are one with God and Christ through the Spirit and one with each other. That speaks of home. And that's what Jesus is talking about with these disciples. You have home in me. You belong in me. Let's see how uh, Chesterson says it. We'll put that up on the screen. Him will I find, though when in vain I search the feast and mart, the fading flowers of liberty, the painted masks of art. I only find him at the last on one old hill where Nod called Gatha's ghastly trinity. It's a really nice way to say it. When I search for home in this world and cannot find it, I feel the call and the words of Christ calling me back to himself. I've prepared a place for you and me. Rest. Dwell. Be one with me. I'm with you. And that home we've learned through the power of the Spirit and the infilling of the Spirit is not only at the end of this temporal experience, but it's now. Home now. The power of the Spirit expressed in community and the presence of Christ. But see, we don't get that. Everything is linear to us, you know. I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that, then I'm going to do that. So Philip is saying, Thomas is saying, I don't know how to get there. I've, like, what are you talking about? You're preparing a place, you're coming back, and then Jesus says this to him. No, no, no. I'm the way. There's no secret door. There's no secret path. I'm the way. Right in front of you. It's kind of like his conversation with the woman at the well. Everything that you've hoped for, that you dream for, is sitting in front of you. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. It's Jesus alone. It's not like Jesus is in this. He's a star character in this drama of life and truth and fun. And Jesus is there too. Hey, Jesus. He is the way. Christ is the truth and Christ is the life. That's it. It's all about Christ. Get it? Christ is our home. Christ is our presence. He's our way. He's our truth. He's our life. There is no other truth. There is no other life. Show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. So Philip goes back to that. Goes back to that concept of that we talked about at first. He says this, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. So what's that about? See, Easter, a lot of it is, is the friends of, of Jesus, the disciples, dealing with departure. We started at the tomb. He was gone. And we worked back to the disciples sitting in the, in the room, dealing with the departure of Christ, the loss of their friend, of their Lord. We moved back to the road to Emmaus, dealing with the loss. And last week, Jesus saying, 
the shepherds have misled you, the religious system has misled you, but I'm here, they're dealing with the loss. And now Jesus, way before the death, way before his crucifixion and his physical leaving them, he's talking about leaving them. It's hard. And though what he promises is so much better, it's hard for them to get, but you're physically not here with me. So Jesus can talk about, you're going to be one with the Father, I'm with the Father, you'll, you'll see God and the Spirit will come, but they're not getting it. That's how we are a lot of times. It seems so abstract. What does Christ call us back to? Not a theology, not morality even, but he calls us to himself. I'm the way, I'm your truth, and I am your life. There is no other truth, life, or way to be found outside of me. And when you get that, you'll do even greater things than you saw. This life will continue. Everything that you've been a part of will continue. And we see it continue in Acts. We see the life of the church explode. Here's the thing. Last week we talked about Jesus is the gate. He's the shepherd, right? Shepherds are bad. They've misled you. I'm going to come be your shepherd. Then he says, I'm the gate. No one comes and gets access to the sheep except through me. I am the gate. And we talked about the preoccupation of the church to be the gate instead of the sheep, right? That we get to decide who's in and who's out. We get to make the rules of this reality, this, this divine reality that we're called into. And here he's doing it again. I'm the way. I am the way. There is no other way. And we're not the way. Right? What is our role? It's to do what Jesus says. Whatever I see the Father doing, whatever the Father says, whatever the Spirit for us in our case is saying to do, I do it. But I'm not the way. I'm not the truth. Our church is not the way. Our church is not the truth, right? We have that so mixed up in our American society, in the church. There's so much energy and time and theology it's spinning about the, under this assumption that we are the way and the truth and the life. The things that we build. When we get to say who comes... Someone asked me this week, you know, who's allowed, basically who's welcome at Bloom, who can be included in Bloom? Everybody. I mean, are you a human? <laughs> then the door is open. And dogs and whatever. I'm not trying to be exclusive. <laughs> because we aren't the way. We aren't the truth. We aren't the life. And the more that we preoccupy ourselves, our time, our energy, our thoughts, our actions with being the wrong thing, we miss it. We absolutely miss everything that Christ is talking about. 
We miss home. We miss seeing God revealed in Jesus because we're too busy evaluating it. We miss what he's talking about next week. (laughs) Come next week. (laughs) We miss the life of the Spirit, the filling of the Spirit. And we don't do greater things than we saw Christ do because we're too damn preoccupied with being the wrong thing. Right? So just let it go. Lift it off. You are not the way. You are not the truth. You are not the life. Neither is evangelicalism and neither is the church. It's Christ. Right? And we find home. We find home again in the simplicity of who Jesus calls us to be. Some of us, including me, stop trying to fix everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, there's very... Tell me if this happens to you, but very rarely will you come before the Spirit, before Christ in prayer. Spirit of God, fill me. What do I do? How do I express love? Very rarely will the answer be, post something on Instagram <laughs> and show everybody how woke and wonderful you are. Like, that is not ever hardly going to be the answer. Maybe it will be. This isn't a sermon against wokeness. I'm not on that side. That's not what I'm saying. What did Jesus do? If you want to see what the Father is like, what God is like, see what Jesus did. He, he was with people. He asked people to dinner. He asked people to dinner in their house. <laughs> Go do that. He just barged in with the fullness of the life and the power of God. People were healed and set free and loved and brought in to the reality of unity, which he's just starting to speak about now with his disciples. But that's what he did. That's what he did. And that's why he says... When the Spirit comes, when I'm, it's better for you that I leave because the Spirit will come and fill each one of you and you will do greater things than you've seen me do. This whole thing is not stopping. It's going to go on and on and actually it is all that matters. The life of God. Are you with me on that? So freeing <laughs> to be a sheep. To just follow to obey. Spirit, what are you saying? Yes, the answer is yes. You know, the, the Spirit loves that prayer. Sorry, I'm just keep talking. The Spirit loves that when we say, should I love, should I, should I love someone today? Should I heal someone? The Spirit's like, yes, 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 I want to do that. Should I, should I extend kindness? Should I be the hands and feet and the, the words of Christ today? The Spirit's always just like, yeah, 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 yeah. let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> yes. Greater things you will do than you've seen me do because you have found home in me. You've seen me as a model. And the Spirit's going to come and fill you. Got it? Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. So bloom. Let's follow Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. It's real. He's real. He's here with us. We have to let go of trying to be those things and let him be those things for us. We have to let go of our theology, our psychology, our evangelical doctrine being the way, the truth, and life, and just let Jesus be the way, the truth, and life. Are you with me? What's it look like to be the church? Pentecost, the summer, you get to see the life of the early church. It's going to be amazing. We have these two new women on staff. They're going to be just like, fanning the flame of the spirit among us, right? 
We have Claire. She's going to be welcoming people into the door. And we're going to start to see what it feels like to actually believe this, to follow, to let Jesus be our way, truth, and life. It's exciting. Kids are excited. They're, so, they're hearing this talk, and they're so excited. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Why don't we stand as the church and stand as ones who look to Christ as the way, the truth, and the life, who have seen God reflected and displayed in the life of Jesus. And we're going to see greater things than Jesus saw because the Spirit's with us. So let's pray for that and for the church.